So you have weight to lose and you've chosen to do a ketogenic lifestyle, but you're not losing the weight that you want to lose. Today, we're going to talk about some of the mistakes and problems that happen that stop us from losing the weight that we want to lose. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Mind Blowing Health and Wellness with Violet, Pat Chat Edition. I'm Violet. And I'm Pat. So first thing that can happen if you're not losing weight is that your body is busy fixing other stuff. It seems so obvious to people who are in the world of keto and understand that keto is about health. But funny enough, when you come to keto for weight loss, you don't know this piece of information. What we saw, and I, I think, you know, talking to different people, you come in, you're losing weight. First, you have that water rate that's so lovely. And, mm. and then you lose 15, 20 pounds like in a snap. And then it slows down, maybe even stops. Mm. And people get freaked out. But they don't realize that internally your body is trying to solve damage. Mm -hmm. Weight is not as important as damaged organs. Fixing your heart, fixing your liver, fixing your kidneys, fixing the internals mm -hmm. trumps losing a little bit of weight mm -hmm. as far as your body is concerned. I have a good one for you. Prioritize health over weight loss. <laughs> <laughs> we have uh, viewers that, that said, oh, like uh, after uh, three months, like I haven't moved, like the weight, the scale, I haven't moved, like my weight, uh, I haven't gone down. So, so be patient. Your body is, is fixing itself before tackling the weight loss. If it's not that your body's fixing yourself, another reason that it could be is you're not actually eating less than 20 grams of carbs in a day. Mm -hmm. So we see that where if you're not tracking, how do you know how many grams of carbs you eat? You know, when I first started to do this and I put some broccoli on a scale, when I when I learned how much carbs is in something like an onion or like just an apple, like when you actually start checking how much carbs are in the foods we're eating, you really start to understand that there's no way you could guess how much carbs is in what you're eating. So you have to measure. You need to weigh the food. And it's not because it's a whole food that is necessarily like uh, carb, like low in carb. <laughs> like you said, like fruits are bad. Um, you have like uh, some cheeses can have uh, can have like a lot of carbs. So so you need to check your app, go into each food to, to see like how many carbs are in a serving uh, measure way because like uh, coming from the standard American diet we, we used to fill our plates <laughs> I know I was like in the past like a big steak with potatoes and a bunch of stuff like that uh, that was really carby the other thing like uh, that I see also from our viewers is that like they might not know that they're eating carbs it's like yeah. it's the same idea early on when I was talking to people about keto so they would say, okay, well, what can't you eat with carbs? Like, what, what's, what has carbs? And then when I start listing off, like, bread, potatoes, mm. rice, they're like, those aren't sugars. Those aren't carbs. No, that's, like, mm. no clue that those things are carbohydrates. And I think that that's the hardest mm. part. We walk through the world, the average person eating 350-ish mm. grams of carbs per day in what are called healthy foods, in cereal, in granola bars, mm. in fruit, in rice and potatoes and carrots and, and we don't realize that those healthy foods are what's causing our first weight to rise but also our metabolic situation to be destroyed and even if you if you go for example i often talk about yogurt uh yogurt is a really bad example if you go with your even a high fat vanilla yogurt you you're easily at 17 18 grams per serving a serving being like half a cup half a cup is not much so glass of milk, same thing, like 11 or 12 grams of carbs. 
for those situations where you you might be over 20 or not know where there's carb like the an app that you have on your phone like uh, will be your 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 best friend I think. The, the first year and a half the app was my life one of the problems that i had recently was i was overeating my protein so how did i figure out that i was overeating my protein well i did my monthly stuff on the scale and I was up, I can't remember, I think it was up three or four pounds. I just decided, let me check and see how am I doing on my plate. And when I checked it, because I have stopped eating so much carbohydrate, I was allowing myself more protein. And then I started to realize that, yeah, no, I can't do that because if you can actually overeat protein, right? Because anything that you eat in excess is excess and your body has to do something with it. If I eat more protein than my body needs to do repairs, what's it going to do? It's going to put it away as fat. So that was an interesting little learning yeah. curve for me. And those can come from unexpected sources too. Like if you put, for example, collagen in your coffee, you're adding a yeah. 10, 15 grams of protein. I think it's 10 or 15 per serving grams of protein like in a day. So, so like it's really important to, to keep track, especially at the beginning of everything that goes in your, in your body. <laughs> what about the fat? Like the same thing can go for, you can overdo your fat, right? Absolutely. Well, I think one of the funny things when you start a ketogenic lifestyle, it's sometimes by people who don't really understand keto portrayed as a high fat lifestyle. So then people start keto believing that, oh, I can eat as much fat as I want. But if I'm trying to lose body fat, but I eat enough fat in my day to be able to fuel my body, there's no need for my body. And as a matter of fact, it can't go for the fat that's on me, right? It needs to do something. So it's just going to use the fat I'm eating. We need to be aware of how much is too much. And I think most people, it regulates just because you, when you eat a ketogenic lifestyle and you're eating too much fat, you feel it, right? It's, it's so hard to overeat fat, especially if you're not eating carbs. If you eat carbohydrates, you can definitely overeat fat because your body pushes those carbs out and you get hungry again. But if you're not eating carbs or a high amount of carbs. So correct me if I'm wrong, like you, you can overdo your fat, but since you're not triggering an insulin response as high as carbs, you're not storing as much, but you're not tapping in your own fat sources. So you're not going to lose. You're going right. to, you're, you're going to you gain though. You could gain. Okay. So if you so, really do overdo it, okay, you could gain. So. And I've, I have heard of situations where people gained. It's it's really important to understand that if you overeat mm -hmm. anything, you will gain. Yeah. But it's like you said, it's really hard to overdo your fats. Try to eat like a gigantic steak like that. It's going to be hard to finish. The signal of satiety are really strong when you eat fat, right? Absolutely. However, you still can overdo it. Yeah. So just like I, the truth is if you eat carbs alongside the fat, you can actually get them in. Okay. It's part of the reason that the standard American diet is so dangerous and we're so, we are all so overweight because we do allow ourselves to eat high fat, high carb, typical hamburger, high mm -hmm. fat, high carb, um, you know, French fries besides, or potatoes beside any kind of meat, pizza. high fat, high carb, pizza, high yeah, fat, pizza. high carb. So like oh. most of the things that we love to eat, loved to eat <laughs> yeah. were high fat, high carb, yeah. right? And that's what was getting us in trouble. You know what I have? What about like net carbs versus total carbs? Is something that can uh, can push you over maybe or prevent your weight loss? Well, if you're doing net carb, all that basically means is that you're subtracting the fiber out of the total carb count. There's no problem to do net carb or total carb. Like it, it doesn't change your ability to do keto. But what I find can mess people up is that 
they're playing with the carbohydrate number in a way to manipulate the situation to try to eat more carbs. And as soon as you're doing that, you really have to stop and ask yourself, like, what are you aiming at? If your thought process is manipulation, where it's going to get you in trouble. So in my conversations with people and I notice how they're talking about net carb and I push and I probe, I, I usually find that they're also doing cheat days. So there's something in thinking that net carb is a cheat hmm. that seems to get into people's head. But for the majority of people, if you just use net carb as that's how many carbs I ate, yeah. you're usually fine. Yeah, but especially if if your your fiber are coming from the vegetables, we learn from Dr. Berg, and he's pushing like for nine to twelve cups of salad per day. So you uh, know what I find funny? Just thinking mm. about that, like when you Dr. Berg says that you can have nine to ten cups of salad a day, and he says he says don't even count the salad. Mm. Um, I did count the salad. And even eating that large amount of, like, I still was able to have a salad meal and a vegetable meal at the very beginning and still be under 20 grams. Like, if you're doing that carb and you just do it, you don't need to manipulate. You can eat a lot of vegetables if you choose the right vegetables. This is where I talk about, like, I feel like people that are using that carb as a cheat is because they want to eat potatoes. They want to eat carrots. They want to eat green peppers and bell, like bell peppers. And they want to eat the, the high carb things and then subtract like they're playing the numbers and that attitude keeps high sweet foods in their rotation i'm also going to point out that those same people were the ones who were so invested in using replacement sugars yeah like as i'm thinking about it okay. um which we we don't have that on the list but we should talk about that <laughs> yeah but but just before like um the other word of, ca of caution that i have like is those uh that that like amount of product that are pushed on the tablets like uh, keto bars and keto dessert they they will be high in carb but like they they like like you said they just like i feel mask the carbs because they're somewhat high, high in fiber too but like one bar can be 12 15 grams of carbs minus six of minus six or seven grams of, uh, of fiber but like they keep you addicted to your little sweet taste like they're not they're not whole food then they're not like meat or vegetables or salad so be careful with with those even if the number are looking good on paper they have uh, sugar alcohols that can spike your insulin we did the video where we were talking about how keto products are kind of lying to us and one of the things that we showed was with the peanut butter where they were saying there was less sugar in it then made sense for the fact that they they added a sugar source but then didn't subtract the like you know what i mean mm -hmm. they subtracted the fiber but like where was the sugar mm -hmm. so we didn't see the added sugar which we should have and then saw it so mm -hmm. they play with the numbers so i know there was another company that was using real chocolate chips but claiming that they were sugar-free chocolate chips so like even at that like we were trusting these companies mm -hmm. it's so much easier to trust nature because mm -hmm. if i'm eating broccoli I trust nature that's broccoli <laughs> if i'm eating cabbage i trust nature that's yeah. cabbage right and i think we need to be more willing to put down the processed foods the next one that i do find really funny but it, it can screw us up really bad you open it up like a little bit earlier are the cheat days i've seen a bunch of people that will do six days of eating like properly with 20 grams or, la or less but like on Sundays, they'll have a cheat day where they're going to have a ton, tons of sweets and, and pasta and, and basically load up probably more carbs in a day than their six times 20 grams or less. So, um, so be careful about that. Like I, I, do find, I do find the idea a little bit funny, like to have a cheat day actually. 
Well, part of the problem with having a cheat day is that it takes us three to four days to get into ketosis. So in fact, if you're having a cheat day every seventh day, you're out of ketosis more than you're in ketosis. So you're, again, if you're having trouble and not knowing why am I not losing weight, it's because you have that cheat day where you overate carbohydrates. So So that day you did nothing but storage. And then the four days that follow that, even if you eat really well, you're not in ketosis. So your body is still going to be pushing you towards sugar. So how well do you do on the days following the cheat day? Probably not very good. You are going to continually be in the situation where you are living keto flu, which helps us to understand why people say keto flu last months. Keto flu should last you three to four days unless you keep engaging it by overeating your carbohydrates every few days. So basically by one cheat, a cheat meal a week or a cheat day a week you can be you could be in constantly in keto flu basically yes absolutely <laughs> thing. right because you're you are constantly re-engaging having mm. to start over again going back to this whole idea that i want to do keto but i want to cheat the system i want mm. i want a fast fix i want and and there isn't a fast fix if you want to do keto because you want to have a healthy life then you need to do keto in a way that's going to give you a healthier body by eating healthier food crazy idea then uh, what about if somebody came to us and and asked the question what about a, a cheat day per for example per months or per six months would that be a good idea I, I don't advise it but like i'm just exploring the idea that's like someone coming to me and saying violet i worked really hard to stop drinking alcohol but you think it's okay if once a month i get drunk i get drunk <laughs> it's like you have to understand this is an addiction if i allow myself once a month to overeat sugar Once a month, I am engaging the dopamine and all the endorphins. I'm engaging all of that physiological. Of, and so I'm never really letting myself. I don't even encourage people to make sweet tasting desserts regularly. Like really, like even though you're using um, artificial sweeteners and whatever, like because when you taste sweet, you have the dopamine rush right away, whether or not your body gets the sugar. Your brain knows what sweet is and it associated that with a hit, right? A hit of dopamine. And so I don't, I don't encourage it at all, like at all. So replacing your pancakes and your bread with, even if it's keto pancakes and keto bread, it's like not a good idea either. Honestly, I do believe that if you allow yourself to keep eating sweet tasting things, you are not going to put down those Mm. sweet tasting things. Right. Even if it's a natural sweet like fruit or like if it's an artificial sweet, you're still going to chase it afterwards. It's hard because I know people want to be able to be like everybody else. But being like everybody else had you overweight, had you in pain, had you possibly on the road to metabolic distress, whether it be diabetes, heart disease or whatever. High blood pressure. High, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now that you've solved your situation, why would you are solved? Why, now that you're in the process of solving seven years, people, it takes seven years to rebuild one of these. You're in the process of solving your situation. Why would you want to destroy it with a cheat day? Think about that. Can you imagine that you're rebuilding stuff in your house and you have all these professionals coming to rebuild your home and they're putting things in the right places and whatever. And once a month, they break something like on purpose. We're just, we're just going to break something once a, like you would never finish that project, right? Oh, well now we have to redo the wall mm-hmm. because, oh, now we need to give you a new toilet because now th- there, that would just be an exercise in them trying to figure out how to steal money from you. And we would all figure that out. Yeah. 
right? But in our body, we're willing to build with holes. Why would you build with holes? This, the most expensive thing you ever own, this, doesn't get more expensive than that, right? It's worth all the money in the world. I would, to be healthy, I would give all my money. And yet, we're gonna damage it with junk food. Even the word junk. <laughs> Think about that yeah. for a second. What do we do about those? About those mistakes? How do we fix them? I know it's a it's a lifestyle change, but like for someone that wants to give the keto lifestyle a chance, how long before seeing some results? I can't answer that question. No. What I'm going to say is this: you need to either be doing keto or mm. not. People who kind of step in, step out, step in, step out, one of the things that's really hard for us to put our mind around, but that's so important to put your mind around, once you allow eating fat and be comfortable with it and then go back to eating sugar, you are now doing super high fat, super high sugar, and mm. your weight is going to skyrocket. Mm. That's a bad situation. Don't yeah. try keto just to say you try. Like I, I feel like that's, no, I that's a scary thing. If you're going to do it, you need to commit to doing it. It means you need to decide because once you let fat into your life, so if you're going to do it, my suggestion is understand there is going to be a week of discomfort because mm -hmm. you're going to have that keto flu somewhere in that first week. And then understand that you're going to be committing to eating appropriately for the rest of your life, which means new recipes. It means new kind of food. New, yeah, new yeah. kind of food. It means not shopping the way that you were shopping before for your meals. You might still be shopping that way for your family meal. It means watching other people eat things that you're no longer eating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. Like you're like, you, but you're gonna discover those those new tastes. Like uh, uh, three years ago, two years and a half ago, like uh, having a, a little piece of ninety nine percent dark chocolate. I, I would be ooh like plain yogurt. I would be ooh. But I do eat plain yogurt now, and I do have a little square of 99% like uh, cacao chocolate once in a while, and like, like you like it, like you, you're gonna discover a new taste. Three and, and a half years ago, if you'd have told me that I wouldn't have eaten chocolate in a long time, I would have been saying, <laughs> "Oh wow!" You know, like I feel like everybody's gonna make their decisions, right? Like the truth is, where you're saying, "Wow, you're gonna love those things," I'm saying, "Why bother?" <laughs> right? You, everybody needs to look at their situation and understand that. At least for me anyways i looked at my situation and fully understood that my health is worth more than the taste of any food you could ever put in front of me if you're you're on a constant like a progression towards like your goal like losing weight and you hit the plateau it's probably that your body needs to fix something like yeah, so like don't abandon can keep, we keep define going. can we define plateau more than four weeks for sure, but I would say six weeks to be sure. If your weight has not decreased in six weeks, for sure you're in a plateau, mm -hmm. right? When you hit a month, yeah, you're, you're, you kind of know, but I would give it another two weeks. Why? Because it takes a long time for our body to fix stuff. Mm -hmm. So if my body's fixing something, that's not a plateau. That's my body working on me. Yeah. But most doctors agree more than four, four weeks for sure. Okay. Now, here's what's interesting about that, as you're saying. So if my if I'm in a plateau, so now an actual plateau, what does that mean? See, this the funny thing is, does it mean that keto's not working? Probably not. But if I go and double check every single thing, so what am I double checking? Am I eating 20 grams or less daily? That's number one. Mm -hmm. Because if I don't double check that, 
Nothing else is going to matter. Number two, am I overeating my protein? Number three, am I overeating my fat? If I'm good on all three of those things, then chances are very good my body's working on me. As you're saying, it's very possible to be in a plateau. Is it a bad thing? Yeah, not See? necessarily. And, and what about like if, for example, you, you set yourself a goal to lose 75 pounds mm -hmm. and you stop losing after 60? Like, uh, like my question is more like, are we going to indefinitely lose weight until we weigh zero? No, uh, of course not. Like your weights, your body is probably going to be comfortable too at a certain weight. I think that there's a possibility that mm. I might want to lose 75 pounds, but my body wants to lose 65 mm. or 60 or 50. Yeah. And the thing is, when I get to that weight, what happens? If I get to that weight and everything is good, so I feel good, there's no inflammation, there's no, like my body feels good, I have a decision to make. Am I going to fight with my body? Right? Or am I going to accept that this is where my body wanted to be? So often we're looking at these numbers on a chart to tell us mm. what our body, I can't say this enough. You cannot trick your body. You cannot force your body to do something that it's not wanting to do. Mm. If I want to weigh 110 pounds, my body is not going to agree with me on that. It just isn't. And we end up putting ourselves in stress, mm -hmm. right? And what happens when we're stressed? cortisol and what happens when there's too much cortisol your your body will make you gain that weight it is going to make you hungry and it's going to push you i i think that the average person okay let me back up for a second are we appreciating what we accomplished we sometimes get focused on this goal that we've carved out and said this is the goal but what about being happy that i lost the 50 pounds mm -hmm. if there's 20 more pounds to go in my opinion, if my body believes I'm supposed to get there, I'm going to get there. So am I eating appropriately? Mm -hmm. So am I still eating a healthy ketogenic lifestyle? Because if I am, then chances are, if my body thinks I'm supposed to get there, I will get there. And if I don't get there, it's because mm -hmm. my body disagrees with what the chart at the doctor's office says. And be careful. If you, in your plan, you added some gym time too because you want to be more healthy and you will be more strong and you're going to be stronger you're going to replace that fat with muscle and muscle weighs more than fat so there's better indicators of like of your body shape than just like the scale for example the waist like like make sure you your waist circumference yeah is like half of your height right like yeah. i think a perfect ratio is like 50%. exactly half 50 percent that's a better indicator of uh, like your, your, your waist than the scale. If you are actively doing gym stuff, but also the people who are lighter that end up living better lives. So they're doing more, they're going dancing, they're, all these things are building muscle. You're, you're maybe you're, you're back to your sports again or back to your hobbies. And, you know, if you're climbing ladders to, to, to put things on the roof and Christmas time and all this stuff is energy that you're using and building muscle that you wouldn't have been building if you were overweight and couldn't do it. Insidious sources of carbs. Let's say like uh, you you think you're doing 20 grams. If you start like tracking with an app and, and weighing your food, you're going to see. But like what are the, the food? We, yeah, the sneaky part. Like we even us, we thought that uh, that we're healthy, but you kind of lose track and like they can screw up your uh, progression, for example. I think sneaky so. places where you can actually overdo it 
for me, anyways, I think about cheese first because mm-hmm. there's carbs and protein there, right? And sometimes, again, I'm, I'm so focused on the carbs that I wasn't paying attention to the protein. <laughs> for cheese, also, it's important to check the serving size because usually a serving size is a one-inch cubic square like that's a tiny piece like it's that. Like about and an sometimes, ounce. Yeah, and sometimes you can have some, some good cheese have zero grams of carb or zero point something, but like you can have up to two or three grams of carb in a little like square. Mm-hmm. I know when I have a piece of cheese with my meal at home, like it easily maybe is like three or four times like of the recommended serving. So so you have to like take everything into consideration. For me it was nuts. The nuts I like, can be sneaky too. Uh, especially like you can have like some walnuts that are better. But like if you want some variety and you tend like towards the cashews, the cashews are really bad and you need to, to weigh them because like even an ounce can easily be seven or eight grams of carbs. So if you if you stick to your 20 total. I definitely think that's got me. Um, I know for a lot of people, fruit gets them. Yeah. I don't advocate fruit at all because of the fructose. So mm. I think that people should stay away from it. But for people who do eat it, I do find that they, they can get kind of... Yeah out of control because you think berries are healthier but it's not reality if you eat if you overeat berries you're still overeating berries like it's really a matter of how much you end up eating if you're doing well let's say you want to do your 20 grams total carbs be careful with avocados because avocados are high relatively high in carb but they're also high in fiber so if you do net carbs they're fine but like if you do total carbs maybe you want to switch over to half an avocado every other day instead of like an avocado per day or something like that so uh so you're making the assumption that everybody's like us and eating a whole avocado per day <laughs> yeah yeah but like uh, it depends like some some avocados are even like really small i remember once i'm not i'm not i'm just laughing about that because i don't care because i only if i eat an avocado it's the only thing i'm having for the day yeah, but yeah. i remember a story where your daughter sent me a picture once with like an, an avocado cut in half but the pit was so big and once i do cut myself an avocado open at home and it was a just gigantic pit that was like occupying maybe 60 65 percent of the whole thing i was like yeah they're real vegetables are also can be can be also sneaky onions uh, I'm, I'm talking even non-starchy like we know the carrots and potatoes we, we want we want to avoid them but like uh, onions uh, bell peppers which ones also are relatively like you you have to measure i think uh, what's interesting is that a lot of the spices that we use if we use them fresh so mm-hmm. like you're spicing with onions and and peppers and all this kind of stuff they are carby when they're fresh the hard thing is that we come from a world where food tastes a certain way and for a lot of people it's hard to let that go so i think that's where this kind of comes in it's like we we flavor our foods with spices that are kind of carby and then we don't know how to how to kind of not do that it does mean that you cook a little differently and that but that's not a bad thing it's actually a very good thing yeah, totally. Right, you're building your body with better quality ingredients. Mm-hmm. Adding to that, stay away from the processed food, the packaged food. Like they had, they're high in sugar, alcohols. We, we, I think we, we talked about that just a bit earlier. Uh, very high in sugar, alcohol. So your keto ice cream, your keto bars, your keto dessert, your keto whatever, your keto uh, pancake replacement. Like, but like, don't go there. There's no no need to to necessarily to go to go there. There's a market like growing, but but, but yeah, people are, are there to make money, but like you don't need those things. Like keto is not about product, it's about eating healthy and old foods. I think that one of the things we often say that I hope is going to help people to navigate this is 
make sure that any treat that you have is actually a treat. If you eat something even weekly, that's a part of your meal plan, right? Think about pizza. Think about burgers. Think about, you know, steak. You have it weekly. So if you're having keto bars, if it's even weekly, that's part of your meal plan. We need to be careful that we're not making processed foods part of our meal plan. There's no such thing as perfect. So no one does keto perfectly. We're not aiming at eating keto perfectly. When we think that we know what's on our plate, when we think that we can just eyeball something and know that that's what we're, we're acting as if we're perfect. It's important to understand I'm not perfect. The best safest thing for my body is to weigh what I'm eating, measure what I'm eating, weigh me to make sure that I'm, I'm where I'm still where I want to be. If we take the time to make sure that we do what we say we want to do, if I'm living a healthy ketogenic lifestyle, then I take the time to prepare meals that fall in line with a healthy ketogenic lifestyle, my body will do the rest. I want to thank you for watching Mind Blowing Health and Wellness of Violet Patch Ad Edition. We love making these videos for you guys. If you'd like to contribute to the production of video, Teespring, Patreon in the description below. Thanks for watching. See you next week. See you next week.